Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Raider Report podcast. My name is Holly Hewlett. I'm the social media manager for the Wright State Guardian. Uh, This week's a special episode. Um, By special, I mean Monday. Our audio file was messed up, so we had to re-record. And about 15 minutes ago, um, I started recording uh, this episode and realized that it wasn't recording. So we are starting over now. Um, Because this is a different day that we usually record, I am not joined by Katie Noah and Brendan, but I do have a special guest with me this week. It's Dylan Collison, the business manager over at The Guardian. Hello. How are you, Dylan? Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. We're just going to go through everything that we just talked about <laughs> all over again. Well, that's good. So, now my answers are prepped. So. Oh, good, good. Um, so I guess we'll, you know, hop into it again. But what has been your favorite college memory so far? Sure. So I would say two-tiered, um, honestly. So the first one I can really think about is, um, and like I said, obviously earlier, is that you can, uh, it doesn't really matter how you, what kind of student you are, you know, traditional, non-traditional, transfer, non-transfer, commuter, residential, you know, live right close to campus, whatever. Um, but Sorry, I was waving at Jeremy. Oh, and then, uh, so it just really doesn't matter like what kind of experience you have as a, um, as a student. Mine just happened to be residential. Um, cause I lived kind of far away, so it was really kind of the only answer. Like I needed to live on campus. Um, I also didn't know anybody, so like my roommate was a random, um, and I was terrified. So, luckily, I had a really, really, um, really, really great experience with the floor I lived with. So we, uh, the first night we went, and the first or second night, there's a ton of activities, especially when you're a uh, residential student. Like, there's, like, the traditional, like, fall orientation for speaking activities that you and I were part of this year that I helped plan. Yeah. Um, there's, like, another half of it for residential students. Okay. Over in housing. So, they're going with RA meetings. They're going, and they have floor activities. They have building activities. There's community activities. So, like, one of the big ones, big ones I can think of was uh, a um, community activity. It was over by the Village Pavilion. So, um, where we, like, the the campfire was for yeah, yeah and there was a bunch of inflatables and we were meeting all these people i remember like this meeting which is upperclassmen and i thought they were the coolest thing <laughs> like i just thought like these people are experts and like what it means to be a college student like i need to be their best friend they seem so wise and they're just brilliant people and i remember being there like and that's where i really started to bond with all the people on my floor because we were all this like equally intrigued by what was happening and just like wow like i'm at college right now and yeah so it's a crazy experience and then going home and then get to, well, by home i mean my bed my dorm room my shared bedroom and going to sleep and then waking up and it's like oh, school but yeah. <laughs> that was not very fun but the second is every experience i've had at the g so honestly just like there's been ups and there's definitely been many, there's been definitely a few downs um yeah. <laughs> but the cordiality of the staff and just like especially the teams i got to work with um you know some people don't know but like the teams that i lead did not exist three years ago wow so photo and social was just formed so those were just inherent responsibilities of the different section desks or of uh, the executive team so we kind of really built those out. So the photographers obviously existed. You know, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It used to be actually a pretty inept photography team. But we did a lot of restructuring to make sure that we, what we have now, especially photo and video, which are definitely very, very new. 
um, those were things that we worked really hard to kind of build out. So just that, that entire experience, I got involved with the, with the G um, because of the strike. Fun fact. So oh, okay. There was a strike on campus, and I had no idea what the G was. Yeah. Like, what is this crazy thing? Um, except they knew everything else happening about the strike before any of us else, anyone else did. So they can became very popular over the strike. So, but yeah, those are my two experiences. How about you? Um, I think, like one, I guess experience or memory, um, that I had that is probably one of my favorites is take flight. So that was the leadership conference type thing, retreat, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Um, happened in, what, late July, early August? Yeah, right at the beginning of August. Right at the beginning of August. Um, and it was kind of like my catalyst into being involved on campus. I was already involved with The Guardian um, the semester prior. I joined in January of 2021. Um, and it was kind of a weird experience because everything was still remote, everything was still online, so I didn't really get to work with a bunch of people, in, like, mm-hmm. together, because everything was like, oh, just kind of do it on your own, because there's not really anything we can do sure. together. Um, and so, after that semester as a social media assistant, um, you and Kenzie mm-hmm. were very vocal about me applying for the social media manager position. We felt it was a no-brainer. I yeah. shouldn't say that, but... <laughs> Because there was definitely very uh, there was other great applicants, but after we talked, we just knew that we're like, yeah, I don't yeah. really want to choose anyone else. So, <laughs> so I just really feel like that this person would be would be very successful in the role. And then also you just you express like a wanting to learn more and like yeah dedication to the publication that was very just very critical. Yeah, I was definitely very um, hesitant at first. Um, I knew that Jenny did a wonderful job. I talked to her a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't know. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to be that person that was going to be able to lead everybody else. And so yeah. I took a long time deciding. I think I sent in my application like two or three days before it was due. And it had been open for months prior to that. You have um, to work with Dylan every day. Yeah, like, I got to work oh. with Dylan. Ugh. Sure I have to, to share an office with <laughs> Dylan. Well, I guess also because, I don't know, I feel like I'm always so busy, busy, busy. Yeah. That uh, I'm always doing so many, I think a lot of times people find that intimidating. Like, do I need to, like, I don't want to let him down. I don't want to, like, you know. I always feel like people are kind of always worried about yeah, that. Yeah, I was worried about that at first. Um, just And mostly just because I didn't know you very well yet because yeah. we'd never worked closely together. And mm-hmm. now we literally spend almost every single day together (laughs) so it does not intimidate me anymore yeah it's good but yeah that the take flight event was um really what got me more involved on campus and i couldn't be more grateful because i have loved my senior year i've had a great experience um and i wish i had done it sooner um but when i first came to college like when i first came to wright state not college because wright state was the third school that I came to. Well, I have a question real quick. Then. Okay. Um, what when you were at, especially Miami? Did you do anything in Miami? No, I commuted to Miami. Oh. Yeah, and I hated it. The parking situation. Had to and be. I yeah, I hated yeah. You the have parking. to the I parking. The, the parking is not really central to campus, anyways. It's outside. You have it's to, outside you have to campus. In. You have to shuttle in. Yeah. I mean, you could get on campus and park, but, but it's I'm sure a the, pain the, in the butt. Yeah, I'm sure the passes so, were probably really expensive. Yeah, and so I. I just hate it. I didn't like the environment at Miami. I didn't want to spend more time there than I had to. Um, 
but I knew that if I was like after that first year that I was there, I knew that if I was going to continue going there, I'd have to move out there. I physically could not do the commute anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I decided I got accepted into Wright State. I applied so late. I got accepted the first day of classes, fall of 2019. Yeah. So I wasn't registered for classes yet. I didn't have, I didn't go through any kind of orientation. I didn't, I did like literally was so late to the game that I kind of fell behind that first week because mm-hmm. I missed classes that Monday because I was still registering for them. It was like first week in activity. I, I missed everything. I had no idea that even existed. Well, I didn't know they, and I'm sure the staff didn't know you existed either because your name yeah, was no. not on their list. Exactly. And so I, I was so kind of over college at that point that I just wanted to um, go to class and graduate as soon as, like, as mm-hmm. fast as I possibly could. And so I didn't do anything. I didn't talk to anybody. I sat in my car between classes. I drove to and from campus, and that was it. Um, and so that was that whole fall semester. That right? was that whole fall semester, and then the half a spring semester. Um, and so, kind of after COVID hit, going into the next fall, I everything was online so I wasn't coming to campus Mm -hmm. and even though prior to that I wasn't really like talking to anybody it was nice to be around other people other than my parents who I lived with yeah um and so once everything became remote and online I was home all the time and I was like oh my god I need other things and other people to talk to so I it was like randomly like two days after Christmas um in the fall of 2020 semester, I got one of those mass emails that gets sent out from the guardian. It's like, (laughs) Hey, get involved. Like we have all these different things. And I was a, I was, had just switched my major. I was new into the marketing major. Um, and one of the things was like marketing and social media. And I was like, Oh, maybe that's how I can like, you know, get experience for whatever future career that I have. And Mm -hmm. also meet other people and not feel like so lonely and separated from, college living at home with my parents and so I did um I got the social like a social media assistant position and kind of took that and ran with it and it was very exciting so that kind of stuff like warms my heart a little yeah just because it's (laughs) like those mass emails really do work huh Yeah, they really do. By the way, we're, I, I had we're, also, we're waiting on the list right now. But Yeah, well, I had also never heard of The Guardian prior to that. I had no idea what it was. I was just like, oh, this is something that I can do through school that's going to help me prepare for and my And we don't have to talk career. about this now, but that's a narrative I want to change really badly. So About how people don't know what the G is? Yes, I don't understand how. Like I, just, like, yeah. I get, like, you don't walk through the student union, so you might not know. Because there's a lot of students that don't. They, they literally go to class and they leave. Yeah. And that's also another conversation that's not really involving us, but like that needs to like that needs to change. Obviously, like that's there's so many different opportunities anyways. But yeah. Yeah. Uh changing the like how do we market the G to where people like, you know, know it exists bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Um I get you're also a new student, but still. Yeah. Anyways. But uh after working for them as for the G as uh, an assistant for a semester, I then was gently talked into <laughs> applying for the manager position, but it was like one of the best decisions that I made. And then I went to take flight and now I'm involved with like Greek life and uh, AMA and the radio station and UAB. And so it, I really just said, let me do it all this year. It's the perfect so, involvement story. It is. 
So I'm just gonna start going around to colleges and like sharing my story. I'm gonna be a motivational Admissions speaker. Needs to get their hands on you. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. So Parker, where you, Parker, okay. Parker, where are you at? Do the transfer tabling. So yeah, they're gonna ship you off to another state to table for Rice State <laughs> University. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, speaking of fun college memories, last night was pretty exciting. Yeah. So first men's basketball game. What do you say? Like it was six hundred. It's been six hundred and thirty-two days since Wright State has played in front of a home crowd. Yeah, that's. I think that's actually insane to think about because I was like, wait, we put, we played basketball last year, but I always forget. Like it was cardboard there cutouts. Was, yeah, there was nobody so, there. <laughs> it was a really excellent experience. Um, the numbers that I saw from Twitter and stuff like that, it was over eight hundred students went, which was like really just like mind-boggling to me at first too, because usually the first few games is not like that. Like that's attendance for like a big game. Yeah, and that was by no means a big game. But I think also people are so excited yeah. to have like basketball back. Yeah, so I think people are just like really thrilled to have that happen, and it was just it was a really electric atmosphere. Um, we were obviously there as press, so like. You know, it was I had to show Katie like the press room and you know, yeah, like, hey, chicken and salad. <laughs> and Park, I was kind of cool seeing Parker and Shay doing their uh, their broadcast back in the at, at the Nut House. So it was just it was a really it was, it was a really exciting experience. Anna's, Anna's first game being there as in the press. Um, Noah and Parker. So Noah's the are the Guardians uh, sports reporter, and Parker is the radio station's um, sports director, respectively. And uh, it was just really cool to see them, too, because they've been in their positions each for over a year and have never been to a Wright State basketball game. Yeah. So that was just, like, really cool. And then also just the stands was really was exciting. So it was more like it was Alexis and I and uh, her roommate, Devin, that we were up there just really, really having just a ball. Just, it was really That's a great time. Fun. I wish I would have been able to go last night. I unfortunately had to work. My parents were there, though. I, My parents went to the basketball. Did game they talk last about night. it? Did they? Oh, they thought they loved it. They were both. They both played basketball in high school. They're okay. They're very into sports. My mom actually went to Wright State in the eighties. Yeah. Um, and so both of them were so excited to go see a basketball game again in person. So they were. They went there to Wright State right before the Nutter Center was built because Nutter Center was yeah. built in like ninety ninety one. Yeah. So it was really, it was actually really funny because Alexis kept like tapping my shoulder, like, "What does that mean? What does that number mean? Or what is? <laughs> why are we stopped?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm out, Alexis." <laughs> yeah, I've never been to a basketball game. I don't know much about basketball. I never played it, so I, I, I like don't... basketball. I just think it's fun to watch. Yeah, that would be um, me though, as well as what Alexis was doing. Just I like hey, basketball better than football. See, I like football, but I grew up in a house that was very into football as well. So my dad is I'm just not like it's also one of those things where like maybe like low key like childhood trauma where mm-hmm. like your dad in another room screaming at the television and yeah. I just like avoided it at all costs. So yeah, I've been I've been able to, over the, you know, 23 years that I've been alive, been able to pick up on football because it's on in my house all the time and we go to football parties and we I've been to several football games. I understand like the um, basics. Like, yeah. You know. I understand the basics of it, but sometimes I'm like, uh, we're on fourth down. <laughs> yeah, but so. basketball, I've never really just been exposed to it, so I don't know much about it. Right. And also, you know, like you like sort of like memorize all the players like with their numbers, and it's also kind of cool because a lot of them, like I remember the year that we shut down, a lot of those players being freshmen that year. Yeah. And now they're juniors. 
some of them, and then some of them that were sophomores are now seniors. And yeah, it's just like crazy. I'm like, where did the time go? You know. <laughs> and also something that's kind of sad is that um, Loudon did get an extra year of eligibility and opted not to choose to get, and he went professional. So sad. Yeah. But yeah, you do kind of memorize everyone's names and their their numbers, which is kind of cool. So you're there, and you're like, come on, Tanner, get, <laughs> get, get your crap together. Yeah. And, so well, some of these people like a lot of us have classes with i mean obviously they go to class too and so you you go to these games and you're like oh my gosh i know who that is yeah, like, speaking of tanner alexis it, tutorton oh wow yeah so <laughs> she's always she talks about that a little bit she was like yeah they have to do tutoring they yeah. all have to do it yeah so um which honestly i she was telling me that and i was like oh that's actually really brilliant like i think everyone should have to like be like has should have a requirement you have to have a tutor for one class yeah, I think that would be good. Like, I just think it'd be good, and you feel comfortable doing going to it, or whatever. yeah. So, anyways, that's what. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. hitting Sorry. the microphone over there. Let me cut that out later. <laughs> um, we'll edit in post. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really recommend anyone who wants to go to a basketball game. The next one's December fifteenth. Men's. Um, I'm not sure the next women's one was. Women also played last night, but they lost um, on the road. So I'm not sure who they played. I was a little preoccupied with the men's game, but yeah. I also got free two free T-shirts. <gasps> two. Yeah, because we got there at like five fifty-five, so we got like the tie-dye one. There's only like hundred and seventy of them, hundred and seventy-five. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, with eight hundred students there, they ran out pretty quick. Yeah. So like within like by like six fifteen, they were all gone. Holy cow! And then they eventually pulled out a couple boxes of shirts that I think they were going to use for other games, but since there were so many people there, they went and started like shooting them off into the crowd. That's and I caught fun. one. So. You want to give, give me one? Well, <laughs> I, can, I, I can give it to Katie. That's what's on her desk. I uh, okay. Well, it was because she was working. And because she was yeah. working, she didn't get the free t-shirt. So I got a second one. I gave her that one instead. So, That's nice. Yeah, I know. I wanted the free t-shirt so bad. I was so upset that I couldn't go. Well, they were, like, they have, they had, like, these floral Hawaiian shirts with their right state. Yeah. They also had, they were, they were, they were, they were like, throwing out, like, crew necks, like, yeah, a bunch of uh, free stuff they were handing out. Now they all had like Right Pack Credit Union on them more. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else, so you could tell that they were sponsored uh, stuff, but it was still really cool. Just, I don't know, incentives. Yeah, that's super fun. Well, talking about like, you know, we're finally getting to go back in person into sports. Um, and obviously this semester we've gotten to come back to campus. Um, we're in person. We're right now in the radio station recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about some some kind of post-COVID norms. Not that we're post-COVID, but we're kind of shifting back into a more normal reality that we sure. were in before. We, we know more now about the pandemic. So there's a yeah. reason. So I, you can listen back on the podcast, um, Radio Report in March 2020, right before, like days before and then during while everything was going down. So there's a podcast on there with, with I think, Sarah Cavender, myself, and Mackenzie where we talked about, you know, what was all going down at the time at Wright State. <clears throat> and the operational changes that we had to take. So at the G, for example, as leaders, we had a collective responsibility of make, keeping our staff safe. So we had to make drastic changes to stuff like that. And also because we had talked about COVID, there was like, if anyone remembers, there was like that scare at Miami a week before. Everything went yep. down where everyone was like, they hazmatted like the entire university. I don't know, be dramatic, but... <laughs> And we like it was like a small story, and people were like, "Oh, you know," because you think about like Ebola, which yeah, is a, a, a ter- another terrible virus. Yeah, 
but it didn't develop nearly how it is now. It also wasn't nearly as politicized, but um, that's just something, for example, that like you know people just think about. That's how it was then. So we we made drastic changes here, and I think you know post COVID, there's a, a couple things. So like one, yeah, I'm getting into politics just a tiny bit, but there's a an odd um, politicization about public health right now. Yeah, which is something that's I think is just strange, and I hope that doesn't become like a, a post-COVID norm. You mm-hmm. know, measles. Like measles is a like a you can die from measles. Mm-hmm. Like get your vaccine. You know, stuff like yeah. that. Where I'm like, um, you know, stuff that just it's public health. I trust like you know my doctor to tell me what I should and should not do. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to. That's why they to, go to school for a lot yeah, longer than the I politician do. To just make hateful rhetoric instead. So that's going to do that. Um, and then there's also like just sanitary things. So, you know, if you're sick, I'm going to the grocery store and I have a cold or I have the flu, I should wear a mask. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's a post COVID norm. You know, if I'm sick in general, I'm going to wear a mask. Yeah. Because before I was sick, I remember being in elementary school and then having the sniffles or being in junior high and having the sniffles and I would just go to school. Yeah. And just blow and into a tissue normal. or whatever. And, that should not be a thing anymore. Like, you shouldn't wear a mask because, you know, God forbid it isn't COVID. But also, yeah. like, if I have the flu or I have a cold, I don't want to give that to anybody else. And you shouldn't want to give it to anybody else. Yeah. You be careful about that. You should wash your hands when you use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know? Those are some things I hope become permanent. You know? <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I would hope that washing your hands after you use the bathroom was permanent before. But nope, maybe apparently not. not. So, so then, like, you know, just, like, well, yeah, just wash your hands, you know, after you've uh, even not using the bathroom. It's multiple times a day just being sanitary. Yeah. So stuff like that. That's what I think. Those are two kind of things I just hope, like, you know, public health isn't politicized. And I also think that, like, people are just hopefully just going to be more sanitary and clean. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember um, back in March of 2020 um, when we were still, like, in person. We had just come back from spring break, I think. We were sitting in class. And I remember I was in an English class and um, you weren't here, we had, right? I was here. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was sitting in an English class and we had just found out that Ohio State and UC were taking two weeks off mm-hmm. right after spring break. So they were um, and they, it was rumored at that time that they were not going to go back in person at all. Mm-hmm. And so we were sitting in class and we were kind of talking about um like is Wright State going to do this? And my teacher was like, "Well, we may like maybe we'll go for two weeks and then we'll come back. We'll figure all this out. It'll be fine." Um, and it was kind of, I don't want to say downplayed, but more like kind of how Ebola was, where it didn't develop. And so I think that's yeah. kind of how people were thinking of it: is like, "Oh, I this agree. is a thing now, but in two or three weeks we'll be fine." Yeah, I, then, I I agree with that. And then all of a sudden, it was like the next day after that class, they were like, "Hey, go home." You're not mm. coming back. Uh-huh. And so it, it that's kind of really the point where it hit me that I was like, oh, crap. This is, like, a big deal. And then it was like, okay, well, after this semester, we're going to go back in person. So and point of view from happen. a residential student. Yeah. Is they, we were here, obviously. Yeah. And they said, it was like spring break part two, because we just come back from spring break. Mm-hmm. And where a bunch of schools are about to go to spring break. So it worked out great. Like OSU, for example, they were going to spring break. It was an extended spring break. Yeah, cool. It didn't work like that for us. No, we came back. Uh, classes were like canceled for like like half a week or something like that. Like yeah. three days. 
two or three days. And then uh, that next week, we were going to start on, like, on, I don't even know if they said that we were going to be online initially. I think it was just like a two or three day break. And then they're like, oh, we're going to go online. And then residential students, they said, um, you can stay. Yeah. And then they shortly thereafter said, just kidding, you all have to go. Yeah. And we're like, huh? Like, I was thinking, I thought about like international students. I thought about people like who don't necessarily have a home besides on campus. Yeah. And like, where am I going to go kind of thing? Yeah. And then, so there's that. And then we talked about, um, you know, what are the next steps to making sure that um, people are safe? So they made people, <clears throat> they get the option of staying on campus. We had to sign like a liability waiver. So like the university is not responsible if you get COVID and die. Yeah. Because people were still so uncertain about what the, the pandemic was going to bring and like what the atmosphere was going to be. So yeah. In the midst of a pandemic. And it wasn't even bad then. No. It wasn't. But people were so terrified. Yeah. And then, like, when it was really bad, no one cared. <laughs> yep. That's why it was bad. Yeah. So. But now we're kind of, we're in that, I guess, transitional phase of kind of switching back in. But now, the pa- the beginning of the pandemic, like, prior to it starting, seems, like, so long ago. And also, like seems so weird to think like what we were doing before then like we didn't have to wear masks anywhere um we didn't have uh kind of this polarizing um political state I guess you would say for public health and now that we're switching back in like obviously we're back on campus we wear masks in the building but um like what we 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 have these new normals now um Mm -hmm. That are probably going to stick around for a while, but I guess I'm so used to it at this point, like it doesn't even phase me anymore. Yeah, I think most of our peers are still very conscious about public health. Yeah, so I'm not really necessarily worried. There's just some people that I'm like, you know, <clears throat> I have my opinions. Other people have their own opinions. Yeah, public health is just one of those things. I and I especially like now if I'm like kind of sick, I'm probably not going to go to class mm-hmm. like I would before. There was a kid in my class the other day who was sitting behind me, like literally hacking a lung up and i'm like dude leave literally get out yeah, like, goodbye and, like, you look like i don't like i don't even like sneezing anymore though that's no. I, i'm like i hold in the sneeze and it's like, <laughs> i do like a little <laughs> <laughs> no mine's like a, like a bomb going off inside my body. Like, it's like, i feel my heart about to get thrown out anyways yeah um well, i guess that's it's kind of all the time we have for today but i have one more question for you it's just a fun little outro question um what's a bucket list item that you want to do before you graduate oh i don't know i don't know i want to go skydiving no i'm scared of heights (laughs) so i am not a very adventurous person so there's not a lot that's like i want to do x i mean you know i'll is there any like is there anywhere you want to like travel to or you know something I really wanted to do was freshman year. I really wanted to study abroad. But I think everyone wants to do that. Yeah, everyone's like, I want to take a semester to summer and go to France. And but I guess, um, <clears throat> I just want to. I don't know. I guess I'm really excited just about like what my career will bring. Yeah. So before I graduate, just like I just want to find a really great connection before I graduate. That's something I'm really excited about. It's just like being able to showcase skills that I've learned, especially as the G. 
Yeah. And so I guess not really bucket list, but just like something I really want to accomplish before I graduate. And just like do I can do the showcase the G in the best light I can before I, I you know, I check out. But. Yeah. All right. But thank you, Dylan. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for listening this week to the Raider Report. Uh, our, you know, a little odd but special episode. Um, and thanks to Dylan for joining me. My name is Holly, and we'll see you next week for another episode.